Welcome to the She Plays All Women's Football Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Chan. Let's get straight to the news of the week. A gender inequality row has erupted in football after the FA doubled down on its decision to close girls' academies during lockdown, while boys' academies have been allowed to remain open, even when both are at the same club. The FA said in a statement after the controversy that all academies belonging to the WSL clubs would have to remain closed until at least end of the lockdown on the 2nd of December because they deemed their resources quote do not meet the necessary elite protocols. But boys' academies, some of them, as said, based within the same facilities, will be allowed to remain open. The move has sparked anger and concern in the women's game, particularly as it closely follows the decision to hold the Women's FA Cup until after lockdown is over, while the equivalent men's competition has been given the green light to continue, despite again both involving non-elite teams. FA later said that girls' academies can reopen during lockdown, but it is unlikely many will have the resources to do so. That's still according to the Football Association. Their director, Kelly Simons, said that many academies would struggle to meet the government's elite protocol. However, Brighton and Hervalbian say that they are quote confident of being able to reopen their women's academy during England's lockdown. They have requested to reopen after confirming to the FA that protocols meet the required standards. And here are your match results for this week. Nadine Hansen scored a hat-trick in the first half an hour as Aston Villa won 9-0 at Coventry United in the Women's Continental League Cup. Dana Silva and Shania Hales both scored twice as the WSL side beat their part-time championship host to lead Group A. Emily Sim added a backheel finish to Dutch midfielder Hansen's goals as Villa led 4-0 at halftime. Emma Follis' penalty made it 5-0 before Silva and Hales completed the win. Ella Toon's late strike sent Manchester United top of the WSL for the first time and ended Arsenal's 100% start. Jess Sixworth chased down a loose ball and squared unselfishly for two, whose slow shot went in via the post. The Gunners had racked up 29 goals in the opening five WSL wins, but struggled to carve up chances in the game. Arsenal goalkeeper Manuela Zinsberger prevented further damage with a superb save from Christian Press's low shot. In another game, two goals in two minutes from Bethany England helped Chelsea beat Everton to move above the Toffees and up to second in the WSL. Jisoo Yun opened this scoring with a fine half volley, taking advantage of Everton goalkeeper Sandy McKeever's inability to kick clear under pressure. A low finish from England, which she quickly followed up with a close-range header, made it 3-0 after 75 minutes. Pernil Harder added a fourth in the seventh minute of injury time. Meanwhile, Manchester City thrashed a depleted Bristol City side 
who correctly so was upset that their women's Super League match went ahead despite them missing five first team players because of the COVID-19. Bristol City box Tanya Oxtobi said the game should not have been played because of safety concerns. The visitors started impressively and Ebony Salmon's strike made it 1-1 after Sophie Bagley's own goal. But Laura Coombs hit the host second on 39 minutes and they romped home. England midfielder Kira Walsh grabbed the third goal with a fine strike from outside the box. And a low Lucy Brown shot following good work by Walsh ensured a 4-1 interval lead at Academy Stadium. The home dominance continued against a towering Bristol City, with Browns teeing up a close-range fifth for Georgia Stanway. Ellen White slid in the home side's sixth goal after some good approach play from substitute Joe Scott, and White laid on a close-range seventh for Janine Becky, who became City's eighth different scorer of the afternoon. Ellen White then grabbed her second of the game, scoring from six yards to wrap up a win, which is Manchester City's record league victory, and takes them up to fourth place, a point above a Chelsea side who have two games in hand. World Cup winner Alex Morgan said regaining match fitness will take time after making the King her much-awaited debut for Tottenham in Saturday's 1-1 WSO draw against Reading. The United States forward come on with 20 minutes left, but could not inspire Spurs to a first WSL win of the season. Spurs dropped to 11th place after two draws and four defeats so far. On Saturday, they went behind to a 13-minute Chaplin goal, but Ashley Naval equalised before halftime with a header from a corner. Goals from Anita Asante and Ramona Petzberger secured Aston Villa's first WSL win against Brighton and Hove Albion. Albion's Mech Walsh helped keep these scores level in a close fourth first half, blocking Jody Hutton's effort at point blank range. Asante curled in from the edge of the box for opener after Brighton failed to fully clear a Villa attack. Petzelberger coolly lobbed Walsh from a long punt later on in at the time to seal the game. Amleith and Egmont's second half entered and West Ham United the first win of the WSL season, as Claudia Walker went from hero to villain for Birmingham City. Walker had put the Blues ahead when she got in behind the Hammers defence to stop home her fourth in five WSL games. Sarah Mailing hit the post as Blues chased the second, but Walker headed into her own net to level before the break. Van Eggman then sealed the points, glancing in Rachel Daly's deep cross. And last week, late extra time goals from Georgia Stanway and Jenny Becky settled a terrific women's FA Cup final as Manchester City eventually overcame Everton at Wembley to lift the trophy for a third time. Substitute Georgia's that way, latched onto Jess Park's clever through ball and slotted in off the post. And Janine Becky later calmly finished in the closing moments of extra time for a third goal. United States midfielder Sam Lewis had deservedly not City in front from Alex Greenwood's corner shortly before half time. But Francis Valerie Galvin headed level from Itzy Christensen's second half corner as Everton fell back. 
played without any fans at Wembley amid the ongoing coronavirus restrictions. The contest was the closest fought the women's final has since been. The fixture was first staged at the home of English football in 2015, as last season's delayed competition came to a dramatic conclusion. That's it for our show this week. If you liked the podcast, remember to rate, subscribe and share it with your friends and family. We'll be back next week. Thank you again for listening. I'm Harry Chan and this is the She Plays On Women's Football Podcast.